Welcome to the No Pressure Podcast with Ehab, where we elevate the education importance and prevention of pressure injuries. Because when prevention meets progress, patients and healthcare workers are protected. On this episode of the Ehab No Pressure Podcast, Christy and Deborah sit down with Kelly Moed, a certified nursing professional development practitioner with 35 plus years of experience in the acute care setting, to continue their discussion about Kelly's passion safe patient handling and mobility, specifically status of the healthcare space and staff safety in today's environment. In 2006, as a medical surgical staff development instructor in a 714-bed tertiary care facility in New York, Kelly successfully spearheaded a safe patient handling and mobility program with the implementation of her graduate school research utilization project. As a result of the Safe Patient Handling and Mobility Program's success, her vast knowledge and expertise in all aspects of the Safe Patient Handling and Mobility Program, Kelly has been a Safe Patient Handling and Mobility Committee co-chair since then for the large New York hospital. Kelly's dedicated Safe Patient Handling and Mobility passion expanded beyond the acute care setting in 2010 as she became an independent consultant to provide safe patient handling and mobility education, training, and program development for major hospitals, government agencies, and vendors. Kelly's specialized staff and patient safety knowledge, skills, and national involvement have had a positive impact on her colleagues and enhanced the practice of individuals, clients, and vendors. Kelly, Christy, and I would like to sincerely thank you for joining the podcast. It is apparent that you have such a passion and expertise for safe patient handling. I believe that our audience is going to be very interested in what, what was it that got you involved in the safe patient handling and mobility movement? So thank you, Deborah and Christy and Ehab for inviting me to this podcast today. I'm just so grateful to be able to discuss something that I'm passionate about, safe patient handling and mobility, but I just really want to stay connected to what's going on right now in healthcare. And that is currently the pandemic. And I'm currently working as a clinical educator, supporting frontline staff. I've really, really always had deep respect for frontline staff. And now I, I, you know, consider myself one of them. And together, we're getting through something very difficult. I just always felt a strong passion for workplace safety, whatever it was. It was just that people should come to work. Anyone should go to work and come home in the same condition. Given this opportunity recently through the pandemic to just support in whichever way I possibly could, whether it was mentally for all the stress, listening to people literally cry because they had to wear the, the same mask, all week long. I mean, first it was all week, then it was, you know, for those N95s, I think we're all aware that we had mm. such a shortage of supplies, which really brought to the forefront that healthcare workers were in danger. And that's something I recognized early in my career. I recognized that when I was in nursing school, I was taught, don't wear gloves. You're going to insult the patients. By the time I graduated from nursing school, they were saying, oh, you should wear gloves. Because when I start my first start in my career, HIV was out there, but we called it AIDS. We didn't know what caused it. Okay. And they said, you know, hey, you know, you're, you might be at risk. That's why I, I went to school and I learned how to take care of patients. But then I realized 
the only person that was ever going to protect me was myself. I needed to pay attention to policies, procedures. I needed to just look at things like infection control. And of course, now with the pandemic, that's on the forefront of everything. I mean, I guess, Deborah and Christy, you're also aware of recently in the media, they're talking a lot about healthcare workers' mental health. Sure. And it's just so stressful. Having gone through uh, a first wave, a second wave, potentially whatever we're going through right now, we're really worried about healthcare workers and their mental status. Like what is happening to them you know, emotionally, um, whether it's post-traumatic stress. And I think that recently a lot of attention has been given to that, rightly so. But I really, through it all, have worried about that. And then also, of course, this is such a physical job. This, you know, anything, anyone in healthcare, if you're right there in the front lines, whether you work in the hospital, long-term care facilities, home care, this is a physically, mentally, emotionally draining work. That's what it is. Given the opportunity today to bring this full circle, I just had to get it out there that safe patient handling and mobility is something that some healthcare workers don't even realize exists, that it's a solution to a problem, a problem of having musculoskeletal injuries. And right now our patients are so heavy, so sick, and we're working really, really short with staff. Um, We've had people that have just retired recently or just left the bedside because of all the recent issues. It's just, it just takes a lot. And I know healthcare workers have been, you know, recently deemed heroes, healthcare workers. I know, I know plenty. I just said, please, please. It's my job. I'm not a hero. It's upsetting. They feel they, some people are very upset to be called heroes. Nice to be recognized, but this is, this is something they chose to do. And they're, and if they're sticking to it and they're there on the front lines, I'll listen in my heart heroes. But if you, you know what, I can see where people might feel uncomfortable, people that are just selfless, just giving to others. So the bottom line, I know I went off on a whole tangent, no. but no, you, did <laughs> big, you know, I have to address that for the public right now. We can't afford to lose any more healthcare workers. We just can't. And we've been losing healthcare workers because of injuries, sprains, strains, uh, people having muscle problems, tendons, discs, nerves. These are all called musculoskeletal disorders. And these are occurring at really high rates. And healthcare is just taking it as part of, well, this happens. The injury rates happen. We've got people that are injured. We pay the lost work days. We pay the sick days. We pay the medical costs, all workers comp. It's just a part of doing business. We know the solution and the solution for all these injuries that occurred when we lift, move, reposition patients, you know, even just simply like something that's done all the time is boosting patients in the bed, getting people out of bed, trying to get them to ambulate. These are all things that healthcare workers are doing with their bodies. You could be working in a hospital where most of the injuries occur, long-term care or ambulatory setting. You're using your body to manually handle or lift. Okay. These were recent, like they used to be called lifting injuries, but now we're trying to do like a no lift. So we have safe patient handling and mobility. That is the solution. We've got training devices that healthcare workers can use to make their job more ergonomically correct. If I understand correctly, it's not just one singular occurrence 
that would cause musculoskeletal disorder. This is the repetitive movement of the healthcare staff. Just as you said, it's the boosting, it's the turning and the repositioning. I had also mentioned that the patients, they were getting larger. Mm-hmm. So that, that causes additional undue stress to their backs and, and just overall injuries. Statistics date that a nurse on average within one shift, I believe would lift 1.8 tons. Absolutely. That is definitely, you've done your research, Deborah, And it's, it's, see, you know this and I know this, but a lot of frontline staff don't realize it's the repetition. It's doing something repeatedly every day, so many times a day and how it all adds up. And it's not that you did one stupid, crazy thing and lifted one heavy patient. It's that you're repeatedly doing it. And that is what's causing the breakdown of our healthcare workers. So the longer you're working in healthcare, if if you're able to have a career for a number of years, is that it increases your chances of having one of these devastating injuries. And the injury could be something like an ache or a pain, or it could be a disability. And it's just so sad that it's being looked at, uh, you know, in a lot of, oh, well, listen, and not, I'm not generalizing. It's not in every facility that, um, you know, lets it go as a part of doing business. There are some amazing, amazing uh, organizations out there where they have all of their um, hospitals, long-term care facilities, even home care, they're using uh, safe patient handling devices and they're decreasing these injuries. And it's proven this research out there that proves that a safe patient handling and mobility program, all the pieces put using devices and training with staff will decrease all of the number of injuries. It will also decrease the lost work days and all the associated dollars for medical treatment and whatnot. It's the proof is there, but I don't even think that healthcare workers realize they think it's one thing that they did. They look at the patients and it's kind of crazy that over the years, a staff member will look at a patient and say, "Ah, they're like a hundred pounds, no big deal. Um, You know what? go ahead, go ahead, Mary, go to break. I'll get this. I'll move the patient by myself. I'll do whatever. And if that patient can't help himself and can't do anything, and that healthcare worker goes in, they could be lifting a hundred pounds of like dead weight. They're not, you know, the patient doesn't help. So then you have to consider most staff members. I mean, I know I've done plenty, at least 15 years of education, safe patient handling, still stunned that the, the max weight, Deborah, are you aware of the, the max weight that a healthcare worker should be lifting? I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, this could be a, a stab in the dark, 35 pounds. You, you got it. Oh, I'm so excited. I you study. All your homework. <laughs> 35 pounds. That's it. That's all a healthcare worker should be lifting. And in other industries, it's 51 pounds. And the reason that NIOSH, the National National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health came up with this. They have an equation because healthcare work is unpredictable. You don't know if your patient's going to move. You don't know. There's so many variables, awkward positions, all kinds of things. So they factor it in. They brought it down to 35 pounds. So yes, Deborah, that that was the right answer. (laughs) 
And but so most I'm, healthcare I'm tra- workers, they don't realize it. They don't even realize that, that they shouldn't be lifting more than 35 pounds. And, and, they're doing- and it's so interesting. I always like to compare. If you were to look at 35 pounds, my neighbor's dog, I believe is 40 pounds. And I think, my goodness, if I was to lift that dog over and over and over and did not leverage proper body mechanics, I would definitely hurt myself. But as you had mentioned in your example of a nurse saying, not a problem, you know, nurse Betty, go ahead and take your break. I will manage this 100 pound patient myself. Think how often they're doing that and they're, they're lifting beyond the recommended weight and, and the toll that it would take on their body. I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. I think you've, uh, that was a terrific analogy, Deborah, really. It was, you know, if you think about someone's 35 pounds, someone's dog, I never really thought about that, but, um, 35 pounds or, or more than that could be someone's leg. If you're sure. doing a dressing change on someone's leg and say the person weighs 300 pounds, their leg could weigh 70 pounds. So right yep. there, you know, that's, and that you, how many times a day would you be changing a dressing? It's a few times a day. And, and is someone trying to do it by themselves? Do they have assistance? Do they have a device that could, you know, when you start looking at things, there are simple changes that can be made and it do, they don't even have to be that costly. And I think that overall, the organizations that have safe patient handling and mobility programs have realized that they don't need to keep letting money go out the back door, letting all these workers comp costs and lost work days, all that just all those dollars build up. I mean, it's a massive amount of money. I think it's like $100 billion. And uh, it's crazy throughout the whole United States, not just one thing. But, oh, my goodness. You know, if once you implement a program, it doesn't have to be expensive. And I think I, I know you said in my um, bio, in my intro about how um, I helped to get the New York State Safe Patient Handling Act of 2014 passed. And sure. there was so much pushback so much pushback from large uh, facilities, organizations saying, we can't possibly afford to pay the money for this equipment. It's going to, we'll just go broke. I mean, we were talking back, you know, when 2012, 13, and then eventually I was kind of shocked that in March of 2014, the New York legislation was passed. I said, whoop, it happened. It really happened, which was thrilling. It was just like so exciting because I said, we won. We realized it's a simple business case. You have all these dollars being spent needlessly. And then all you have to do is put up front, pay for some equipment or devices, some training, put it all together, monitor your injuries, look at trends. And, you know, you could, this is all preventable harm and it's preventable harm to your staff and it's preventable harm to your patients. So when you look at a safe patient healing and mobility program, it's preventing falls. It's helping with patient mobility as a side effect of helping to make a safer workplace for the employees. So it's just, it's just like, I can't, it's been killing me all these years. I just don't get why people, they just can't, you know, see it. I think they just have to really look at, look at everything. And so that's why I feel like I've been selling safe patient handling and mobility for all these years. I just try to sell it to the staff to get them to understand that they have the right to go home in the same condition they went to work in, that they can turn around and say, especially if you, you're, you're working in, a state. Now we have 11 states that okay. have 
they have some type of legislation related to safe patient handling. All those states are listed on the American Nurses Association website. People can go there. Anyone can see what state has legislation. And I advise working in one of those states because you can work longer at the bedside. Quite honestly, if you've got legislation saying protecting the workers, that's awesome. That's a big deal. And if you do a search online, you can see specifically what each state is um, putting, like what the requirements are and how things are being enforced. We'll definitely provide a link in the podcast as well as on the website so we can share that with our audience. Kelly, Christine, I would like to personally thank you as well as our audience thanks you for taking the time to speak with us about the criticality of safe patient handling and mobility programs and the benefits to the patients as well as the staff. We would like to thank Kelly for sharing her valuable insights, knowledge, and experiences on safe patient handling and mobility. We appreciate you, Kelly. Your passion, enthusiasm, and taking the time to provide clinicians an overview of the role and responsibilities of a nursing professional development practitioner. Join us next week as Kelly shares her perspective on the evolution of education. Thank you for listening to the No Pressure Podcast. If you have any questions about the material presented, please reach out to us on our website at ehub.com contact.